All right, so I've been recording all of this. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> My stubby fingers, the whole thing. I think it's going to be great. We're going to have an outtake season. It's going to be wonderful. All right. If you don't have a girlfriend in your life who can talk to you like this, yeah. you're missing out because there are some fucking badass girls. And if you still have it in your mind that the only type of girls out there are the girls you went to high school with, you're missing out. Because yeah. I had no friends in high school that were girls, and I only had two friends in general, and they were boys. And that sounds like but I, weird, I do. But. I no, I know what you mean. But I do think growing up in real life, like finding really wonderful female friends, is a is a rite of passage in its yes. own right. And to me, what I think has been so great about the aging process, coming up on thirty here soon, Woo-hoo. has been I know finding um, really fantastic women that. We are just for each other and yes. for each other's success. Genuinely excited when you succeed. Yeah. There's no weird like. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. Right, and there and like, there's none of that. But no. I, I like just you love win, it. I win. Your wins are my wins. Like yep. this is great. And then also figuring out like people who do that superficially, but then also behind your back, like try to stab you. And then you're, you learn how to be like, we're gonna be friends, mm. but we're gonna be yeah. Real here's far apart. the thing: time will tell, bitch. Yep. Time will tell. Time will tell. Okay, you ready to start talking about church? Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome to the Deviled Eggs Podcast. We are so glad to have you back. Yeah, I'm so glad. We're also glad that you're here. We're so glad. I'm Summer, of course. I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about church. We are talking about church. Now, let me just start this off, okay, in, in telling you that church is the single, church and religion is the single most complicated subject for Katie and I when it comes to reckoning with our southern roots absolutely without a doubt so we started this podcast because we are really close friends and we go out to dinner like at least once a week and (laughs) every time we would have these hysterical transparent honest conversations about growing up in the south and we have had a lot of conversations about church like almost almost centrally and how it's it's highly complicated it's rife with a lot of um a lot of memories, a lot of bad memories, you know, um, yeah. things that really made us, that we've had to heal pretty deeply from. Yes. Um, Which is doubly hard because sometimes those really, truly horrid memories are kind of intertwined with positive emotions, which makes it that much harder. Yep. So I'm just telling you all this to tell you that there are going to be a lot of episodes on church. Okay. A lot. So please do not think that this is the comprehensive episode. Oh, honey. No, okay. We could dedicate (laughs) Devil Dogs Podcast. The second like rendition of this is just going to be talking about like it could be every episode could be church. We're also this is our first season, and we're trying to lure you in subtly (laughs) we're not we're not trying to alienate everyone who like takes part in organized religion that's not our goal but let's be honest if you've gotten to this point in the podcast you've probably figured out that something on (laughs) church is coming and if you're still hanging tight thanks for hanging in yeah hang on in there i mean if you're just listening to this to give us hate then please put that hate on instagram or somewhere so we can talk about it in our last episode which is comments from 
you know, our listeners and readers, first time, what is it, long time listener, first time callers, <laughs> and also some frequently asked questions if you have questions such as, uh, why do you guys not have more deep southern accents? We're going to talk about all that we'll talk in about our that. last episode, so hang with us. But this episode is specifically about what we have decided to call, for lack of a better term, the church parade. Now, for I, I understand that this is going to be a complicated uh, both topic and terms. So, Summer, what is church parade? So, according to us in this episode, church parade is that mentality that you have to bring your best to your, God. Your Sunday best. Your Sunday best. <laughs> Maybe we should have called it that. Sunday best. This is about church and your Sunday best. So, yeah. we're really talking about, one, we're talking about the clothes. Okay? Mm-hmm. The clothes and the... Ooh, gotta have the newest, gotta have the best, gotta be the cleanest, hair gotta be done the best. I mean, it's just everything's got to be on point. Yes, or else you'll be judged by the entire congregation. Exactly. And we're including this in this first season specifically because this is the Southern Starter Kit, right? We told you that if you're going to go to the Southeast, listen to this podcast. And then you won't be taken by surprise, hopefully by as many things. Yeah, and I think it's also quite bizarre. So in other places besides the South... Um, you don't get asked where you went to high school and you don't get asked where do you go to church and those are two things that if you live in the south and exist and are an adult you know those two things about your neighbors your colleagues everyone you know those two things but everywhere else in the world they don't give a shit about either of those things and in fact going to church is is, and in my opinion as it should be a private matter yes it's not something (laughs) I don't need to discuss it with everyone no one else needs to discuss it right if I go to church I go to church and the only reason you might figure that out is if you invite me to something on Sunday morning and I say I'm sorry I'm busy yeah and also (laughs) I feel like it's very weird now to be invited to church I wasn't oh man god I went home for my um high school reunion which is just a terrible idea she actually let me just okay <laughs> listeners this is between me and you katie i'm right here <laughs> this is between me and you okay don't worry about her katie was brave enough i want you to respect her for this she was brave enough to go to her 10 year high school reunion just like take a minute to appreciate it when i got the invitation to my 10 year high school reunion i burned it <laughs> well i should have burned mine uh it was not very brave um but oh know, it's brave i don't care what you say you're well, getting you're getting clout from me i so. was i just thought that and you know to be fair i'm sure i will have some high school because not everyone i went to high school with is terrible i'm actually friends no with of course like not of course not now who are probably well and people grow this. and change good lord yeah. i don't want to be judged for who i was in high school please god of yeah. course we and all so change. i just thought maybe we'll go back maybe it'll be like a nice healing time of course it was not but anyway i was there and the people i thought i would get along with obviously i got along with and people i didn't i was like oh well you're still yourself cool um but someone <laughs> who lives now here in san antonio invited me to their church here and I was just, I just said, and very graciously, like, oh, I just laughingly joked it off, like, oh, you're more likely to find me in Trader Joe's on Saturday or Sunday morning than in church. And he said something again to, like, go back to it. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't go to, I don't go to church Yeah, I was trying to politely decline. Right. And it was just, like, obviously he didn't quite pick up on that. So, really, Trader Joe's is my church. Yeah, and yeah. and not to I'm kind of putting you on the spot because we okay. do these we we've started doing these episodes just kind of like off the cuff. But I don't feel 
weird sharing that like I I don't believe I was raised in organized religion. I went every Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday, Bible school, Friday night, church camp, anyway. Friday night lock-ins, like yep. whatever you can think of, I did. And now that I'm an adult and I I've, I've read a lot of literature, I have seminary doctors all in my family. In fact, every male in my family is a pastor. Except for my father, who is a deacon and has always we went to church. But he's camp. a deacon. Yeah. So like it's it's it's. <laughs> Although now they're life. saying elder, like that changes things. But anyway, same thing. So, but I don't participate in, nor do I trust organized religion anymore. Neither do I. However, I do still believe in God, and that's my personal thing. Like yeah. that's a per, it's a personal thing. I still find myself praying. I still find myself finding hope in my faith when I'm in a hopeless situation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very similar, but it's organized religion. Like, I cannot step foot into a church without getting the heebie-jeebies. I just... I do too. Like, I it can't. literally makes my skin crawl. And do you know what's really funny is I confided that in a friend, and she was like, that is a demon. Oh you have God. a demon no, not a that demon. is making church feel that way for you, and if you pray... That will change. You're going to pray the demon away? I'm going to pray the demon away. Oh, my God. Just there's like, a devil in your mouth. There's a devil in my mouth. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah, y'all got to go back and listen to that if you have not. Um, I'm sorry if I was screaming in your ear. I got, like, real close to the mic because I'm passionate. I'm just so passionate about this subject. I could go on and on, really. Yeah. But I think a lot. So Katie works a lot in nonprofit. She's an, I call her, when I'm describing her to other people, I call her the nonprofit goddess. Oh. Um, That's sweet. And, you know, keep an eye out for her book whenever she gets around to publishing. <laughs> um, she's amazing, and she's so good at it. But I was talking to Justin, my husband, the other day, and I was like, I judge church by the – and we should all judge churches by the same level that I judge nonprofits, okay? I'm not going to donate to your nonprofit if you're not fiscally transparent, if you can't show me this a return important. on investment in the community. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the feedback of the people who contribute to you, yep. and if you can't show me the benefit of donating to you. Right. Okay? I mean, the reason why, uh, this isn't this is going to be a controversial opinion. I believe the reason why a lot of churches stayed open during the pandemic um, is because they needed a source of revenue. And I know that's going to probably fly in the face of a lot of people, but it really was like you're a nonprofit. Like churches are, are 501c3 um, nonprofit, which means that you are tax exempt in the eyes of the government. Um, and because there was such need for it, we, they remained open. And this is not us saying that every church is bad or there are things. There are a lot of churches who are doing good work. Yes. They're good, good work in the community. They're good community the citizens. The church that I last grew up in. So the pastor that married me and the church that my husband and I actually met in because mm-hmm. we met at church. Of course At did. 16. <laughs> <laughs> um, is an amazing place because they have several charities that they have each registered as individual entities. And when you give money and your tithe... They have a little machine. It kind of looks like an ATM machine, and you go use it. But they use that machine because it allows you to select where your money is going. Yep. Is it going towards the church itself? Okay. And I love that too because it's not the the tithe uh, cloth being or the basket being passed around. Yes. Where it's very performative, right? Like if you don't yes. put tithe, let in, me show opening my wallet. Exactly. There is a church in San Antonio, which I'm I'm not going to say their name, obviously, because I'm not trying to get murdered. But it brings all my red flags. All my red flags. They talk about things they do in the community, but there's no return on investment. 
people brag about the fact that when they pass the plate around, the pastor always says, give or take what you need. And so we're helping the people in the congregation because if they need money, they can just take it out of the offering basket. And you're like, (laughs) first of all, do you want to be the guy that's taking money out of the offering basket around all of your friends to pay your bills and announcing to everyone that you can't afford something or you need something or you're the person that's taking it out and you get that pity? Like, all of it is just, I get the heebie-jeebies from this place so much, and I'm not going to say any more about it because, one, I don't want people to figure out what I'm talking about, and two, it's not really important, but that's the kind of stuff. Right. If, and for me, it really comes down to church politics and lack of transparency with financial. Well, and I think all of that, too, but also it goes back to, like, um, I'm sorry, the church has just been so involved in so many controversial things over the years, whether yeah. that's been keeping women out of leadership, um, resisting, oh, yeah. uh, ex- and it, instead of accepting LGBTQIA uh, plus rights, like actively rejecting them, actively being homophobic, Com- racist. Convincing their parents to send them to horrible conversion camps. To, that you to literally get electrocuted. Yeah, oh, to be God. kept in a cage and fed dog food. Okay, this is real. Fed dog food in a cage to be electrocuted to be pumped full of drugs and shown straight porn to try and like make you like this is horrid it's absolutely horrid and those are all things and I think a lot of people are probably listening to this thinking like okay well this is the exception and honestly in 2020 I hope that's true I don't know because Mm -hmm. I haven't lived in the south since I moved overseas with the military with my husband and that's Mm -hmm. been 2009 it's been a long time but back then it wasn't uncommon right well I don't think it really has changed that much especially in the south um I'm really there was a a church that actually the first nonprofit I ever worked for um took like a couple floors above it they had a they rented it out to us and it was very progressive for its time this was back in the early uh, 2010s and it was very progressive for its time and its inclusivity and acceptance and I remember how refreshing it was and it didn't make me feel so strange to be in there but yeah you know as someone who is now an adult who does believe in uh, a, a being of God in the universe and communing with it and everything I do from praying to just walking around I believe we find it everywhere we go and we yeah. are it wherever we go and if Jesus were alive I would be a disciple right because I yeah. believe in his and that so much but I absolutely do not believe in the church as it is now and most churches now of course there's all these exceptions and i'm so glad to see that there's that there are a lot of churches are starting to break from the norm of this it's that fire and brimstone that i like really move away yeah. from and i get a, i get some flack for that because i have family that are and and let me be totally clear here and say that i have amazing family they're kind they're loving and i love them but they do submit to a dogma that's still very much the fire and brimstone and that you're going to go to hell if you're not checking these boxes yeah. type of situation. I'm sure my parents are very concerned sure. for my Sure. <laughs> and yeah, I've got family that's concerned for mine too. I'm definitely the crazy liberal niece. Oh my aunt. gosh. Like that's me. But I also feel like, so I subscribe to that message of forgiveness. I subscribe yeah. to that message of mercy. And I subscribe to that message of patience. And I think I, 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 I first came to that because... 
I don't have the power to quote unquote save anyone. No. Like I can't be evangelical out there being the like sole person between you and hell. Like that's not how that works. I don't have the power to do that. I don't want to have the power to do that. I also am not responsible for deciding who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Right. But I think what truly is so egregious when it's talking about Southernism and church is that it really is, I mean, yes, there's a lot of that dogma in there, but it's a way of perpetuating a lot of these social norms that are just antiquated and frankly um, very harmful to us having a society in which it embraces anyone right yes we continue this on because we're saying like if you aren't following this and this and this you're going to hell and you cannot argue with someone who thinks that you're going to hell because right. you believe it's not one a thing debate. it's yeah. not a debate for them or for us yeah. I say us for them for either side for either yeah, side right. of the podium it's not a debate right. because it comes down to what you believe. And, and you can't belief- argue with someone who believes that God <laughs> right. has damned your soul. Belief is belief, right? And I think I definitely have family that 100% subscribes to the love the sinner, not the sin type of situation. And that literally makes my skin crawl. Like I... I just want to vomit. Exactly. Like I just can't. I think there's something to be said for one, like you're very well traveled. You've mm-hmm. traveled all over the world. Your husband lived in Norway for a while. You guys literally travel more than anyone I know. <laughs> um, and I lived overseas. And I think when you move somewhere where religion has been a part of life for thousands of years mm. instead of it's hundreds so of years, it's it is so, so different. different. And you realize that there is no point in trying to define the the will of God. No. Like, and that's something we try so hard for in the South. We try so hard to divine the will of God. Well, and, and we I do just it through our own point. lens, like our own yeah. way of handling things, our own way of existing. And it's just, it's frankly not going to cut it anymore because, no. and I just don't understand why we're trying to do this. And it's a moot point. I, and I get it. If you love being part of a community, we have neighbors who go to church and they love being part of that. And I think there's a lot of benefit to having a positive, that healthy I community. Love. I love that you can meet like-minded people. Right. I love that you can share your experiences and hopefully be honest with those people. My issue is that for a lot of times people aren't honest. No, they're not. They're just they're trying to They're pretending to be what you, they think you want them to be. And yes. That makes me sad because I have friends like you and I could literally walk through the door and say the worst. I can't even think. I've said some really shitty things to you and been like, I know this is petty. It's so petty. You know, like I'm mad at this person because I told her that I was going to do such and such and then she took the credit for it. She's such a jerk. Like the petty things, but you need people that you can be that kind of honest with. And you also don't need to you don't need to be like pretend that you don't feel that way like what what just happens in a lot of churches where we might hate there's hate in your heart and you're sitting next to your neighbor and and you hate them and you loathe them and there's all these things and you think you're just sitting there in your sunday best to try to impress someone who actively hates you back and i just wonder like don't you have anything better to do (laughs) with your sunday morning so many things you could be dedicating your time and energy to that could change people affect people bring joy and health and happiness to so many people yep and you're not doing it i have often told people like here's how you know if you're in the right church okay take a sunday and go walk in the woods and pray just the entire time pray commune with nature and with god and the universe and find out what's inside your soul and figure out where trust and empathy and compassion and love truly lies and then if you go to your church and you feel at the end of that sermon and that message that you felt the same, you were in the right place. 
Otherwise, you are just there because you're supposed to be there. And I'm sorry, I just, I don't think any kind of universal being that says the deity that we make God out to be um, really gives a shit if you're there or not. I, <laughs> I just, completely agree. I don't think you and care I love that or because they care. For nature, I think for a lot of people who grew up in the Southeast, because we we do thankfully still have a lot of nature yes. in the Southeast, yes. um, is 100%. Like my family has a very humble cabin in, in North Carolina along the Virginia border, and it's silent when you go. There are no noises other than leaves and cicadas and it's amazing (laughs) it's quiet it's dark in the in the winter it's cold and it snows and in the summer it's beautiful sun spotted warmth like it is literally heaven to me it is heaven to me and I feel closer, like we're going there soon um, when this podcast is being recorded. We're Not to heaven, to the cabin. <laughs> to the cabin, <laughs> to, yeah. To, to clarify. To the cabin. We are going very soon. And I literally have thought about taking a jar and bringing some of the dirt back with me because it's that holy to me. Like mm-hmm. it feels that righteous to me. And I, I think that is closer than anything else. I've told my husband several times, like, I really wish that quote unquote church would just become organizations where we meet on Sunday and go volunteer somewhere. Like if church, there are plenty of those, right? Like (laughs) if if quote unquote church, if you would get your points for your brownie points in the, in the book in front of the pearly gates for going to quote unquote church and churches, you show up in a neighborhood where there's a lot of low income or elderly people and you mow their lawns and you clean out their gutters and you, you know, power wash the driveways and do so without any kind of judgment. Uh, You don't leave a single track, right? If you don't know what tracks are, that's coming in another episode. I can't even. There's too much to get into. <laughs> oh my gosh, we won't. We won't. So it's a, it, for lack of, for, we won't get into it. But it's a pamphlet. Okay, you don't leave yeah. a little pamphlet. It's a pamphlet behind. telling you how you're going to hell and yes. how you can avoid that. Yes. If you get scared of Jesus, only yes. So we, I mean, we've gone totally off the rails, but I don't care, and I love it, and I can't help it. I literally have these monologues while I can't sleep talking about church. Like it's so complicated. It's so it complicated, complicated for an issue that should really not be. And it's very divisive. Um, I know for my parents and I, it always comes up. And I can't get them to see that the love of God exists in all of us. I inscribed on the side of my ribcage have the Hebrew root for agape there. Because that... that the word that means unconditional love for humanity and for all of well, us. Well, there are like five words for love yeah. in Hebrew. But and agape is that like all-encompassing yeah. God. Exactly. Uncondi- truly unconditional love yeah. for humanity between uh, God and his creation. But um, I, to me, I try to exemplify that in all I do. And, that, and by doing that, I find church. I find my community... And I would love for more churches to do what you said about just go and volunteer without any kind of uh, thinking that it gets you any extra brownie points or gets you into heaven any easier. And really without any kind of idea that if you weren't in their circumstance that you wouldn't want someone to come help you out. And like that true compassion, that true understanding of the way we're supposed to love one another. I think Which has nothing to do with the person receiving doing anything or saying anything i think a lot of times people say things have like no strings attached but in reality as far as my experience they do like the strings attached are your kids show up to vbs or right. or you come to church or you get a free meal but we're like if you don't stay for the sermon then like you're getting the side eye exactly well like, it's the what you were saying at the beginning of this right the pastor 
saying take give and take what mm-hmm. you need but of course no one's really going to do that because no one's going to put them in that position to be ridiculed even exactly. silently i mean the the Versus silent if thing- you take that money yeah and you register a charity separate <laughs> from your church and you use that to pay funds for whatever you feel like your community needs do they need like the church that i was talking about earlier that the pastor married me the church where i met my husband is i went to that church as a teenager and it's amazing in that whatever they feel their community needs there was a bunch of dentists who came together i think this is the story please forgive me bethlehem community if i'm telling this story wrong i don't really know but there were it came to be known that people in the community needed dental work yeah that there was no dental insurance which is the very local common. employer did not offer it and it's so very, very the common. church literally hired people to scrub down the sanctuary and set up essentially like kiosk tents really and they got all these dentists to donate their time and for an entire day they gave away free dental work whether it was cleanings whether it was cavity fillings whatever Mm -hmm. and people lined up like 48 hours in advance and it was cold because they usually did i think they did it in the fall the first time and people in the church volunteered for 24 hours a day for that as soon as people started lining up to be there and people cooked meals they brought blankets they were just present so whoever was waiting for dental work was not alone whatever whoever was in that line there were people there that could walk them to the bathroom there were people there that could provide them with water that could provide provide them with food Mm -hmm. and then whenever the day came when the dentists were there and they could do the work obviously people got shuffled in and they did the dental work and that kind of stuff like that is the stuff Mm -hmm. like that is that is church that's what church should be yes it shouldn't be sitting and doing all these performative act- actions to be accepted by people who couldn't give a rat's ass if you existed no. or not and it's a competition for like who who's volunteering the most whose kid got the lead part in the christmas pageant? oh my god oh my Woo! god that's such christmas a thing. pageants let me tell you and you know i what? got to be teenage or like child the child who was lame and jesus healed them and that was the big one because Whoa. the most handsome man in church always got to play jesus of course you always got to play jesus and if you were the the young child who was lame and then could walk then jesus carried you like a baby out to center stage and it was like oh i'm being carried by the handsome man in church <laughs> and it always seems to coincide like it always is usually the kid whose parents have given somehow given the most oh money. yes oh, somehow yes. like oh, yeah, that yeah, has yeah, always yeah. been it um and it is kind of a beauty pageant 100 percent. yes 100 percent. let me tell you there is some choir drama oh my god you could choir drama. there needs to be okay there okay. needs to be a separate episode about choir Levy. drama um um uh, oh my god why am i blanking on eugene levy daniel uh, uh david david levy right? yeah Dave, uh, it's uh it's no no david. david is his character's name his real name is daniel it's Daniel and Eugene Levy. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Daniel, please You're forgive me. About- I love you so much. And I'm so embarrassed that I just messed up your name, but I'm going to leave it in the podcast. We're talking because- about church. We're a little emotionally compromised. I hope you understand. Please understand. Okay. Daniel Levy, you need to do a show now that Shit's Creek has ended, which I'm not sure I can forgive you for that. Like, I understand that it came to a natural close and you should do that with shows instead of petering out into nothingness. But, like, I love Shit's Creek so much. It is very good. Anyway, you need to do a show about church choir drama. Can Moira be the star? Moira needs to be the star of this show. Moira discovers religion. I mean, I'm hearing the bells. I mean, Moira is God. 
Moira yeah. is God. There basically. you go. Yeah. I think I think there should be a religion of Moira. Um, it, it would be fabulous. Can no, I subscribe? I, I agree. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he has done some really incredible things. But I just think, to I I truly don't um, subscribe or really understand this um, monologue of hate that seems to come out of a lot of pulpits that I'm oh, seeing, yeah. and I don't get it, and I don't understand. Like you have. Pastors, this is to you. You have so much power and privilege mm-hmm. over the congregations that you serve. Please use that to further a gospel that is truly inclusive, the one that Jesus really would subscribe yeah. to. The because actual I, narrow way I that am, you love to talk about. Right. I am pretty sure if Jesus walked into any of your churches, you would throw him out. Yeah, for sure. So I, that is the one thing that, as a Southerner, Really, the only way I'm getting back into church is if y'all do that. So it's on y'all. Um, but I think there are so many complicated emotions in this, right? Because as you said at the beginning, there's still a lot of happy memories. You've got to be yeah. carried by a handsome I man. I lived my entire childhood in church. Yeah. Every Halloween was not... Trick or treat. It was like you trick or treat, but you also went to the fall festival. Oh my which God, Which couldn't fall be called festival. anything Halloween. No. But fall festival, you play games and you got candy, right? I went to more lock-ins than I can count. Don't worry, yeah. we have a lock-in episode coming. Oh, gosh. I went to church camp. Don't worry, we have a church camp episode coming. VBS. VBS. I went to more VBSs. And then the second I was old enough to volunteer as a leader or teacher in VBS, it was like, wow, I've really reached the big time. You have reached it. I've arrived. (laughs) Um, I literally... I a summer camp I was a summer camp counselor yeah like I there wasn't literally there was not a time in my life from the moment that I came out of the womb to the time when I got married and we literally moved to England and church is a very different thing in England that I stopped to question or that I did not experience a southern Christian raising and so obviously I have a lot of Friendships and positive mm-hmm. memories and experiences that all happen within the bounds of the church, but it does not change the fact that all of those are mired by complicated yeah. beliefs now. That there are people that I was always raised to believe were wrong and were going to hell that I love now. Yep. And I think it's taking all of that back and owning it, um, you know, obviously as your own story and taking the, the memories. And bring them into a new light and recognizing that you were lucky to have been raised in a place that was safe. Yeah. You know, and that was that. Not everyone has that, but now it is your opportunity that you have that to go on and to break away and to be what you need to be. And church, especially for women, is very difficult. And one thing, one primary reason why I do not go to church is because there are so many people who believe that women should not still not be pastors. And it mm-hmm. is just... All the churches I grew up in. Yeah. And even me, being a youth pastor. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not sure that's for women. And I never really understood that as a mentality because it's like women are leaders. We see that in everything. And then just to, to regale them to be like, well, no, you're not this important. It's just it's and so very obviously wrong. Somehow find a, found a biblical justification for that but in the bible women were judges they were um they were incredibly fucking impaled a man through the ear like give me a damn break son how many how many wonderful stories of the bible are women doing 
badass fucking shit. Yes. While guys just go around and stab each other, women are actually making this work. Yeah. It's so different. Do they than even today. do that? They're just like leading people out of, which is good. That's a good thing. Or they're like questioning themselves and waiting for a sign or trying to murder their sons. And women are out there getting it done. Right. We're making we're making things happen. We are feeding people. <laughs> we are doing what we need to do. I I swear. I mean, when the uh, the fishes and bread story of Jesus. Oh yeah, the loaves loaves yeah. and fishes. I am pretty sure that it was just some woman who was like, well, this is unacceptable. Yeah, she goes some and- woman <laughs> called all the other Jewish moms and was like, hey, there are some hungry people out here, and this guy thinks he's going to feed them with a basket. And literally every time he turns around, there's like a Jewish mom like sneaking more loaves and fishes right. in the basket. That's how I picture it. Yes, that's exactly what happened. We're going to hell for that story, just so you know. We're going to hell that that's our version of that story. You know what? Jewish Honestly, moms saved the day, okay? They always save the day. They always save the day. They're, they're, Unless you're a Jewish son, in, in which case. Well, I, you know, I, having known some Jewish mothers, like, I, I just love their, like, feed. Like, here, are you hungry? And, like, they're making sure people get fed. But I do think it was, uh, I truly do think it was um, women who saved the day in that story. Is there but, any point in history where we, and not to be like, like, I'm being 100% genuine when I say, is there a story in history where there hasn't been an unsung hero woman? No, well, we don't often don't know because um, stories often are written <laughs> exactly. By but my opinion is like usually, yeah, like there's no. It takes. I mean, being the wife of a of an Air Force, you know, master sergeant and someone who works really hard to keep her dad, who's now a widow and father, kind of on track. Like, there's always going to be a woman behind that who's supporting oh my God. and yeah. loving. Women and women are saving the day every day and often without the recognition so that they deserve. Which is 100% our story in the church. Dawn of time. Yeah. Yep. We've been teaching Sunday school and doing the children's church and advising our husbands who are pastors and deacons and elders and youth pastors and not getting any of the credit for it. Right. Making sure everyone stays fed and everyone has the right baby shower stuff and taking taking new moms the, the things they need and making sure when people die that they have all the yeah. right... Like Big they, fat Greek wedding. The yeah. man is the head. The, woman, the woman is, is the, the neck. neck. She the, can turn the head anyway. Any way she wants. 100% the truth. 100%, 100% the truth. But... I do think this is, you know, obviously a very complicated conversation. And if you want to contribute to it, we want to hear from you about that. And also I want to say if you've ever been part of church and it has ever rejected you or people of the church have rejected you for who you are, um, whether that's your identity or not, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. And Um, not only am I just sorry in the general sense, I'm sorry in a personal sense because I contributed to that. Yeah, I did I was raised in that way. And as a teenager, I very much tried to evangelize the kids in my public school and invited people to church and was obsessed with church and you know, ridiculed people or tried to guilt people who were listening to um, screamo you know, yeah. rock or crazy rap music and low-income people that I felt dressed inappropriately. I guilted them. Like, there is so much that I take personal responsibility for being a part of, and that has what is what has made reckoning with that raising so hard. Yeah. I hope that people can forgive me. I hope that I'm not the person that I was back then. You're I not. hope that I've changed for the better, and I hope that I get the opportunity to show that to people. I think for people that are listening to this podcast because they knew me back then, I hope you know that I'm genuinely sorry. That it, it was born of a place of ignorance, truly an honest ignorance. And I don't want to say innocent ignorance because I'm, I'm not sure that that's an actual no, thing. I mean, I think honest ignorance is really the way to say it because exactly. you, you, when you're in church, 
the goal is to assimilate. The goal is to be like everyone else and to do what everyone else is doing. And that causes such multi-generational catastrophic harm on people. And so very similarly, I was very much the same way. But then I went to college and I got away from it all. And I was like, oh my God, I've been spewing so much hate all my life. Exactly. And the hate for myself. Yeah. Hate for myself, hate for others. And it's like, I need to change all that. And so this has been really a 10-year um, healing process exactly and being like I'm not going to be the person that the church told me to be but I am going to understand love from the way that it was always supposed to be in. yes I'm going to leave the dogma behind and just try to be the best person I can be to love people the best of that, that I can yeah. accept people the best that I can yeah and that's and be a good listener yeah. I want people to be able to talk to me like we were talking about earlier I, it's like I can come through the door and say the pettiest shit ever <laughs> And have friends that are like, I totally get that, and I support you. And once you finish that drink, we can have an honest conversation about the actual appropriate thing you should probably do. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just, that's what we do. We're imperfect beings trying to make sure that we're existing in this world, loving people the way we should, making them feel included and celebrated for who they are. And we do it every day. We wake up and we try this experiment every single day. And I think of something new every day. So you know what? If this is you, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, yep, thought about that, that feel bad about that feel guilty about that that keeps me up at night because my shame reel oh my god the shame reel (laughs) we're gonna have an episode about shame reel don't you worry but my shame reel is packed with church episodes and you're not alone and it's complicated and as much as maybe in this episode we sounded like we were working it out or had worked it out we haven't no we are constantly please do not take this episode as like we figured it out here we've arrived like literally every six months i have a new I don't know, a new thought, a new opinion, a new shame, whatever. You're not alone. I think it's part of literally being an adult in a modern world that you've chosen to take part in. We, yeah. we have moved around and experienced the world and moved to new places and chosen to be modern adults who reflect and read and educate ourselves about the basis of things. And that has brought us to where we are. And you're not alone. And that's the whole point of this podcast. Yep. You're not alone in your journey. You're not alone in the way you feel. And um, this is, if this is the, you're listening to this for the first time and you're examining maybe your opinions on this for the first time, you know, we are here. Um, we're not, we can't be, we're not legally allowed to be therapists and we're not going to ask you <laughs> your therapist because Please I, don't. I don't want to be a therapist. Right. That's for sure. But we can absolutely direct you to resources that might help you along with that journey. But it's just 100% trying to make sure that we're good to ourselves and to each other, which I really think is what would Jesus do? And at the end of the day, we want everyone, most especially our listeners to do what makes them happy. Yes. Please do what makes you happy. Love if yourself, you are a church every Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday person, please know we're not over here trying to tell you that you're wrong or you're doing the wrong thing. We're not. I think I, I the only the only platform I would stand on is please do not treat other people like shit. Hey, no, <laughs> that's really all if I want. If you choose to go to church on Wednesday and Sunday and that's your jam and that's what you love to do, just make sure that every day of the week that you're carrying that uh, carrying that belief with you that everyone is loved, everyone's equal in the eyes of God, yes. and we are just here to do His work of love. And that's please do not treat doing. other people like shit. And please, when you go to polls or you look at. Uh, voting and politics that you keep equal rights in mind right jesus gave people the choice period that was his whole thing it's fake if you don't give people the right to choose Mm -hmm. and the only way people can choose 
is if you give them the right, okay? And I'm not saying that I believe in that. I don't when I go to the polls, not to share my own business because that's my business. I don't have to tell y'all shit about who I vote for. You could probably... But you could probably guess. Conjecture <laughs> what we feel about what's going on. But I do think you, but, yeah. you, do need to be, you do need to be thinking that... Please don't withhold basic rights yep. from people because they do not agree with what you believe in. Right. Um, and also realize that your religious beliefs are not your political beliefs always and that there are sometimes ways of thinking you may not agree with someone on something that you religious like believe is a religious point maybe that be uh, abortion for one of those things but understand that there are other people in this world who have other experiences than you and i just encourage you to think about that every time that you please explore other ways to exercise your religious beliefs besides at the polls if you don't believe in religion, I mean, if you don't believe in abortion, if you don't believe in gay marriage, then there are ways for you to reach out and support people and love people in a way that might show them the love of Christ. I say that out loud and I'm, that's not my opinion. I <laughs> but I also feel like, I just feel like there's nothing wrong with having your opinion. I believe in freedom of religion. I believe in, in allowing you to be safe and free from danger or violence or even prosecution because mm-hmm. you believe in what you believe in but that right exists to everyone else too exactly so like it, find someone... ways to exercise that outside of the polls i agree please. i agree with that entirely and also just remember that the rights that we have collectively as americans are very fragile and and we need to keep that at the center of everything that we do just to think about just as a mind experiment put yourself in somebody else's shoes and try to walk a mile in them yep. i promise you it will change your mind but we will have more church episodes coming up. For we, sure. And we, we didn't talk about the church parade at all in this episode. But I can't did. help it. I can't help it. And I don't feel bad. And the intro is a lie. And I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Well, it wasn't really a lie. <laughs> we are talking about performative We are talking allies. about church. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we will have more episodes on church. If you do want to comment and let us know, we want to engage in an honest conversation. I Again, we're not therapists. We don't play one on TV. And we're not going to be one to you. But we will direct you, if this has stirred up some really negative emotions, we will direct you to safe places where you can yeah. reach out to other people who are actually professional therapists. The, the kind of people we go to yes. to, to <laughs> deal with these problems. So, If you have terrible grammar, please leave a really hateful comment on our Instagram and we'll gladly talk about you in our final episode. We will try our best <laughs> to pronounce it, but anyway, we, we appreciate y'all being here and letting us do this. I hope you've learned a lot about ourselves and I hope that in the process this has helped you learn a little bit about you. Yeah, and well. I, I think either way, this is the close of our season. I think yeah. this episode oh. is the close of our season. I know, season one in the book. It makes me, it makes my heart all happy. I know. I'm like happy but sad. But I, I do really want to leave you guys on a note of like, I hope that you've laughed. I hope that you've laughed at our, like trying to come to terms with things. I hope that we've made it clear that we truly have a lot of love for the Southeast. Yes, we do. Despite the complicated <laughs> raising it, is, it makes for. It, it is complicated, but we do love it. And we look forward to many more seasons where we talk about many more complicated things. Yes. Like mother-daughter relationships. Woo. My, let me tell you. Next. Oh 
next season. Gosh. Next season is for the ladies. Okay, if you're a man watching this, you're gonna you should watch. You need to keep listening. Let me make that clear. But we are gonna talk about uh, eating disorders, which every mm-hmm. female in the South has had. We're gonna talk about mother daughter relationships. Of course, we're gonna touch on church again, and then our recurring episode: things people in the South wear. Yeah, weird white people traditions. It, it's it's not gonna end. This roller coaster keeps going. going on. It goes on and on and on. And if we're lucky, we'll get a tour. And let me tell you, I already have some ideas about how our tour could be amazing. Oh if gosh. more than four people listen well, to this we'll podcast. maybe we'll be invited to Liberty now that Jerry Falwell's <laughs> been disgraced. Uh, Jerry no. Falwell Jr., yeah. Oh, there. yeah. Hey, Liberty, we're coming for you. Oh my gosh, we'll be run out of towel. Um, no, but <laughs> anyway, all that being said, thanks for listening. We'll have more content coming up, but thanks again for being yes, here. Yes, thank you so much, and I uh, can't wait to see you again. We are missing you already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks. This has been Devil Dog Podcast, and right. we'll see you in season two. Season two coming up. Bye. Follow us on all our social medias at The Deviled Egg Podcast. Our intro and outro song is the acoustic version of Faith by Galantis and Dolly Parton, featuring Mr. Props. It's available for download now on all music apps. 